Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is our host each and every week and once a month. You'll see her visually, her lovely face and, and, and the background. She puts very, very nice and lovely. She's the author of the book, Ransom Notes, and she's a subject of a documentary called Ransom Notes. And prior to this, uh, an extensive radio series, but now she's the host of her own podcast slash radio show. Frank McKay here, proud to be her co-host. Kathy Ransom, how are you? Well, I'm fine, and happy one day late Father's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was very happy. Uh, you know, all, all four of the kids were, uh, were very gracious and um, just uh, absolutely wonderful. And we're actually celebrating next week, a week later, because my wife had to visit her, her brother with her other brother. Um, her brother's a general, by the way, a, a retired uh, military general, uh, Brigadier John. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, but he's not feeling great. And she went down to visit him, and, uh, and we uh, we pushed Father's Day back one week. But I did spend it with the kids yesterday, so it was nice. Well, probably people your age and my age can manage to uh, be delayed on celebrations, whether it's uh, Father's Day or our birthday or whatever, we don't have to do it just on the day. It's the, it's the thought that uh, family wanted to show respect to their father, their dad, and you have four children, and I'm sure that they are eager to say, hey, Dad, we really appreciate all the things you do. We remember the time that you got angry at us, but we now know as we get older that that was probably a good thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't say all of that, but I, I think that's in their hearts anyway. <laughs> Even if they're, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful guys. And, and the, how old, the little one's the girl. How old are your children? I don't think I really know. 29, and he's going to be 30 in a week uh, from now. The, 20, uh, the 28th is his birthday. And um, so he is one week away from being 30 years old. And uh, he's the oldest. That's Paul, and my youngest is Kayla, and she's nineteen. And so you you've got a you, then she's barely out of high school. Yeah, she's just finishing her first year of college. Oh, good. That's why you have to keep working then to pay the college bills. Yeah, you're not kidding. Just yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah, not too bad. They uh, they they did very well, and they they took it easy on us and. And uh, I don't want to differentiate, but a couple of them have full-fledged uh, scholarships, which were nice, and that's a nice, nice thing. But yeah, so from 19 years old to to 30, almost 30 years old. Well, and the, speaking of the starting into college, I have a great niece that graduated from high school this year, and I was chatting with her uh, mother uh, and her uh, yesterday because um, I had a little. Uh, insurance, or I don't know what you call it, insurance, but a little, some money I put aside years ago after she was born, and it was supposed to be for their, her college fund, and we were chatting about how to make sure we could tap into that fund. It doesn't have a ton of money in it, but it has some, and and she too will be having uh, her tuition all paid. She has a tuition-free scholarship. Her brother had a total one for everything, but uh, it's great. I, I'm delighted that she studies hard and works hard, and and uh, and it pays off. 
But we need to uh, uh, talk just – I have a question to ask you. Yeah. About three or four weeks ago, and I, there was a famous thing happened in a suburb of Chicago. You've heard of the Guinness World Book of Records, haven't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I sort of figured you had. <laughs> well, one of them was set in the Chicago suburbs. And if I said it had a lot of potassium in it, would that give you any hint of what kind of a record it might be? Uh, did it have something to do with bananas? Bingo. Oh, you got, you got the first... Yeah. You got the first button on your uh, bingo card filled in. Uh, okay. Now, we're going to say that uh, it um, weighed, uh, let me say it weighed 77,365 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So yeah. if you put that together with bananas, what might come to your mind that you might think was the world record. Well, I got uh, I got two guesses. So uh, should I give one guess? What what I think my best guess is, or should I give both of them? Well, if you give one guess, you probably win more prize money. Okay, all right. So uh, <coughs> the banana split. Oh no, a seventy-seven thousand pound banana split would be <laughs> that would be pretty. Uh, but you are in you are in the ballpark. They <clears throat> it was uh, set by two companies that cooperate with each other. Del Monte, which you know is a fruit company, and Jewel Osco, which is a grocery store, um, gun store combination. And they decided to show off their item that they sell the most of in their store, and that's bananas. They sell more pounds of bananas than anything else. So they decided to make a display. It took them three days to set this display up in the streets, of, or I suppose on the sidewalk. I suppose it wasn't in the street, but it was outside the store. And, and it was uh, 118 feet wide and 11 feet high. It was 211,200 Del Monte bananas, weighed 77,000 pounds, 377,365 pounds, which is more than I weigh. Now, I mean, uh, well, uh, yeah, probably all of the people here in our, our uh, Concordia house that we in which we live are you know, organization. I suspect if we put us all together, we wouldn't weigh 77,000 pounds. And, but they decided that it would be fun. And they, indeed, they had someone on from Guinness World Book of Records that was there in person, verified that it happened. Uh, they had the world's largest fruit display. And the record previously had just been set in January, and you know those people are going to be terribly upset if they only had six months to hold the world record, and they had a display of citrus-type fruits. So they had uh, oranges and well, all of and grapefruits and you know all the things that we consider that came more from uh, the south down in Mexico, whereas this took place with 
bananas, and I suppose they shipped them in. I don't know where they shipped them in, but it took them a while, and uh, I think it was great for them to have this banana display. So then I got to thinking, oh, oh, oh the other good thing that they did, I forgot. At the, uh, at the end of the display, you've got these 77,000 bananas out there. Oh, however many I told you you had, I don't know. Yeah. And what are you going to do with them all? They've been some of them been out there for three days. They decide to do what? Uh, I mean, serve it to the people. What? Well, bring in yeah. monkeys. Bring, bring in a monkey. <laughs> I like your second suggestion. Uh, they they did. They gave them away. And I think it would have been more fun if they would have made uh, banana splits like your first guest suggested. And then the ones that, that were the people that were there when the the award was being recorded uh, all got the free bananas. But then they had uh, lots and lots of them left over and they gave them away to a food distribution bank there in the in the Chicago area. So that so that the bananas wouldn't be wasted in but. They could have taken them to the Chicago Zoo for some of them. For the, for the, is it really true that monkeys really like bananas? Are they the only animal that really likes bananas, or do you know? I never even thought about it till this minute. I, I would think bananas. Uh, I, I've I've given bananas to deer, like I've thrown uh, a banana on the side of the the road, and we have a lot of deer around. And I've seen deer eat bananas, which is yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised, but I've seen deer eat bananas. And um, by the way, I know you're not supposed to feed deer, but uh, I, I couldn't help myself. Uh, but yeah, I, the only, I, I guess so. I, I, maybe a horse would eat a banana, right? They eat carrots. Well, that's a that possibility. Apple. Maybe they like crunchier things. But, yeah. And we, we sometimes get a hawk here on our balcony, and I got a great picture of one one day. But uh, I, that might be fun. We're not really supposed to feed the birds, but, you know, I might sneak a banana out there and you know, <laughs> hope nobody knew. Well, I, anyway, I was thinking about this spectacular Guinness World Book of Records. And then I got to thinking, you know, what are some really almost record-setting things that we read about in, in the, the Bible? Because, you know, I'm going to make probably some connections that are religious. That's just part of my of my uh, mantra. Uh, and, and the first thing I think of is the creation of the world. What could be greater? I don't think there'll ever be a Guinness World Book of Records that can beat the, the, the creation of the world. And, uh, and now it did take the Lord a bit longer to put it together than it did because it only took the bananas three days to be piled up. And even if we say that Jesus, that God did it in 24-hour days, and days can be interpreted as either 24 hours or can also be referred to as periods of time, but it took him six to do that, and then he was so tired, he sort of had to rest on the seventh day, and that's not a bad idea. Do you ever need a rest or a nap? Yeah, I do. Uh, lately, the last several years, uh, once a once a week, I'll I'll take a, a good nap in the uh, middle of the day, at least once. Yeah, a week. yeah. You know, it is sort of nice to take. So I don't blame God for taking a day off no. and, and resting. And then I think He suggests that maybe we should occasionally take a day off and go worship Him or do something like that. So then I thought, well, what are some other not quite so spectacular? And I was reminded of how uh, Jonah. And no, not Jonah. Noah, Noah 
and it, Mo and God had to sort of work together. And what happened with when the two of them put their heads together? Yeah, you remember? Yeah, he built he built a big boat. Animals, you know, yeah, yeah he, about those bananas could have came in handy on that ark. That's for sure. Well, and there would have been there would have been a pair of monkeys on that ark anyway, and so they might have appreciated. And there were probably some deer. Uh, and I have not had a chance to visit that ark that's over in Indiana. They've made a replication of it according to the uh, the sizes that are recorded in the Old Testament. But that was a pretty good uh, uh, record that was set when they sailed for 40 days and built the boat that was big enough to keep that whole menagerie. And I still think about what smell must have been on that oh ark. Yes. Oh, oh, it just, it blows my mind. And then I got to thinking, well, uh, you know, it was a, it was a decent little record when David took on Goliath and Goliath probably had a sword and all David had because he was going to use the king. The king wanted him to use his sword and armor. And David said, no, I think I'm too small to fit in it. And he just took his slingshot. So that was a pretty good record when you can down your enemy with a slingshot. And so I'll count that. But then I got to thinking, well, if we go into the New Testament, uh, Jesus appeared at a wedding and they ran out of one of the beverages. And he turned water into wine, and I certainly couldn't do that very easily. Well, I couldn't do it at all. I'm teasing. And then we certainly have all of the miracles, and we think of uh, he went and found the lame man and the blind man and the ten lepers, and instantaneously they are healed. That's That, that really is record-breaking when you think about how that all happened and the power that he had. And then, of course, you have to mention the very last miracle that beats all banana records. And that's when um, the women went to the tomb that day and found it empty, and he was gone. He had risen from the dead. And that's quite a miracle. So it's fun to talk about miracles and records but uh, it's wonderful to remember he who made the world. Yeah, and uh, you know, look, without uh, without God, there are no records to break, there are no feats to conquer, there are no mountains to climb, and uh, God is good, and His Son. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the 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 rock, you know, uh, for uh, that to be uh, removed, something uh, like that. That's that's a miracle all in its, in its own. Um, and of course, the resurrection um, that uh, that preceded that rock being uh, moved, and uh, and so forth. But uh, yeah, great analogy, wonderful analogy. And uh, I I got to get over and see that arc in Indiana. That's some that's worth a trip uh, for sure. But uh, Catherine, wonderful as always. And uh, for uh, the audience who might not know, we're doing shortened versions of ransom notes. Do you have anything to add, Catherine? Or we'll end there. I'll just close with this statement. You have to listen to it really carefully. Those who can laugh never grow old. How is your laugh, how is your laugh uh, machine? Is it uh, grumpy or whatever? We really need to, uh, to laugh. So I 
encourage us to tell stories and jokes, encourage each other to find humor in life, despite today's uh, environment has some real down times. Well, laugh it up. That's great advice from Catherine Ransom. Kathy, thank you so much. Thank you. And to Take all, care. And to all of you, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Ransom Notes and the voice of Kathy Ransom. Frank McKay here, proud to be her co-pilot and signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.